Today's subject is the liability for damage caused by goods purchased by a consumer. Albert Swart, a practicing attorney and a director at Strauss Daily Attorneys, will be discussing an interesting case with us today. Hello Albert, welcome and as always, thank you for your time. Good morning tea and listeners. Thank you for having me again. Today I will be discussing the Supreme Court of Appeal Judgment in Eskom Holdings Limited versus Derek Holstead Clique that dealt with Section 61 of the Consumer Protection Act. The judgment delivered by the SCA on the 30th of September 2016 appealed the judgment of the Gauteng Division of the High Court of South Africa in Pretoria reported as Halstead Clique versus Eskom Holdings Limited. Albert, I understand the Consumer Protection Act was considered in this appeal. Which section of the Act was relevant to these proceedings? Section 61, subsection 1 of the Act was considered by the SCA. The section reads that the producer or importer distributor or retailer of any goods is liable for any harm caused wholly or partly as a consequence of supplying any unsafe goods, a product failure, defect or hazard in any goods, or inadequate instructions or warning provided to the customer pertaining to any hazard arising from or associated with the use of any goods, irrespective of whether the harm resulted from any negligence on the part of the producer, importer, distributor or retailer, as the case may be. The harm for which a person may be held liable in terms of this section includes the death of or injury to any natural person an illness of any natural person, any loss of or physical damage to any property, irrespect of whether it is movable or immovable, and any economic loss as a result thereof. What was the central question then in this appeal? The central question in this appeal was whether the appellant, Eskom Holdings Limited, can be held strictly liable in terms of Section 61 of the Consumer Protection Act for harm caused to the respondent, Mr. Derek Halstead Kleek, by a low-hanging power line which was not supplying or required to supply electricity to anyone. Please will you share the background facts of this appeal for the benefit of our listeners? On the 11th of August 2013, the respondent, one of a group of four cyclists, came into contact with a low-hanging live power line spanning a footpath they were cycling on. He sustained severe electrical burns and issued a summons against Eskom for the damages he had suffered. The respondent's claim was based on Eskom's role as the sole supplier or producer of electricity on the national grid 
and its control of all power lines not falling under the control of any local authority or municipality. The strict liability of ESKIM as the producer or supplier of electricity provided for in terms of Section 61 of the Act and in the alternative, delict in that ESKIM negligently and wrongfully caused the respondent's damages. The parties agreed that the limited issue pertaining to whether ESKIM was liable in terms of Section 61 of the Act would be separately adjudicated with the remaining issues to stand over for later determination if necessary. It was so ordered in terms of the uniform rules of court. The Gauteng Division of the High Court of South Africa in Pretoria, the Court Q, found that Eskom was 100% liable for the respondent's injuries in terms of the provisions of Section 61 of the Act. The appeal was with the leave of the Court Q. What was Eskom's defence to the claim? Eskom admitted that it was responsible for the relevant power line through which it conducted the electricity and was made aware that the respondent had come into contact with the power line on the 11th of August 2013 whilst riding a bicycle. After an inspection of the power lines by Eskom, it was discovered that all three conductors of the power line had been vandalized by theft of stay rods, which resulted in the power lines hanging in a low position. Accordingly, Eskom denied that the incident arose as a result of the supply of unsafe goods or a product failure, defect or hazardous in any goods or inadequate instructions or warnings and claimed it could not have been expected of Eskom to have known about the state of the power lines when the incident occurred. What did the respondent have to establish to be successful in this matter? The respondent had to establish that he is a natural person, he is a consumer, he came to harm, Eskom was the producer of electricity. The harm was caused wholly or partly as a consequence of Eskom selling unsafe electricity in the ordinary course of business or there was a product failure, defect or hazard in the electricity. What was the finding of the SCA regarding the ambit of Section 61 of the Consumer Protection Act and the appeal? The SCA found that there had to be a supplier and consumer relationship for Eskom to be strictly liable for harm as the Act proposed to protect consumers. But in this instance, the respondent is not a customer because the respondent did not enter into any transaction with Eskom as a supplier or producer of electricity in the ordinary course of Eskom's business and the respondent was not utilizing the electricity 
nor was he a recipient or beneficiary thereof at the time of the incident. The supply of unsafe electricity also presupposed that Eskim sold the electricity in the ordinary course of business for consideration. Similarly, where section 61 subsection 1c provides that inadequate instructions pertaining to any hazard attracts liability, it is restricted to inadequate instructions to a consumer who has entered into a transaction with Eskom. The respondent and Eskom were not in a consumer, producer or supplier relationship in respect of the electricity that caused the harm to the respondent. Section 61 subsection 1b makes provision for liability due to a product failure, defect or hazard in any goods. The court found that it is clear in the context of the act that it is restricted to a supply and consumer relationship. Therefore, it cannot be found that the harm the respondent suffered was as a result of the electricity itself failing or that the electricity had a defect. Failing in this context would be if the electricity were unable to perform in the intended manner. This was not the case. The electricity in the context of the case did not suffer from a material imperfection in the manufacture of the goods. Accordingly, the respondent was not a consumer that was entitled to the protection in terms of the Consumer Protection Act. Also, the circumstances of this case clearly fell outside the ambit of a consumer supplier relationship to which the Act applied. Therefore, the appeal should not succeed. Thank you very much, Albert. Although this is an older case, it is still an important lesson for the man on the street to know that the Consumer Protection Act covers only to the boundaries of an established consumer-supplier relationship. So, let's be careful out there when riding under power lines or crossing any rickety bridges or expose ourselves to any indirect danger in the pursuit of recreation. Let's make sure we know our rights, but also understand the law. Thank you for this, Albert. As always, we appreciate your clear focus on the matter. Take care. Thank you, T and listeners. Until next time, goodbye.